Welcome to the Cochrane Community Church Podcast. We're so happy that you're joining us, and we look forward to how Jesus will impact your life through this message. See, at Cochrane Community Church, our mission is simple. We want to share the love of Jesus so that our families, our community, the next generation, and the world will know Him as Savior. And this means that we strive to be a loving, Christ-centered community of believers. We just want to say thank you so much again for taking the time to tune into this episode. And at this time, please sit back and relax and enjoy this week's episode. Oh, that's right. Maybe we feel tired and uh, weary and worn out because of what 2020 and into this year has brought us. But we celebrate a God who was and is victorious. So think back to Easter 2020, uh, as that video just referenced. And we weren't able to meet here in person. It was really strange. But we still had a service and we uh, streamed it online. And uh, I was thinking about it. I went back and looked at my sermon from last year. And what it said was, what I said in my sermon was that nobody's going to keep us from celebrating Easter. Nothing is going to keep us from celebrating the resurrection of God. Nothing. The resurrection of Jesus. Nothing is going to keep us from doing that. Not even a virus. And we met online. And that's how it was. And, and it worked out just fine. And, you know, and, and what I said was that we could even celebrate the resurrection from the confines of our home. And we did. All of us did. So think about the challenges that you've overcame in the last 12 months. Or maybe you've attempted to overcome some challenges. And it's been, a, you know, a real difficulty for you. We've had many, many challenges, and so much in our world has changed, and there are many challenges ahead, right? But God was and is victorious. Amen? Amen. Yeah, and because of that, there's hope. There's hope because of that. And I said we attempted to overcome some challenges, and I want to talk about that word attempted today. And um, what do you think of when you hear the word attempted? Attempted. I don't know, murder came to my mind first. I, I don't know why that was. Must have, my dog must have been barking or something, and I'm like, attempted murder. I, I don't know, something. Murder came to my mind first. I don't know why that's funny, but it was true. Maybe that came to your mind, too. So, you know, don't. You at home, watching at home, I know. Maybe that came to your mind, too. Uh, but how about this? How about we're attempting to eradicate a virus? Attempting, we're attempting to vaccinate everyone. We're attempting to stop the spread and slow the curve. We're attempting to end racial inequality, political unrest. We're, we're, we're attempting to get everyone to wear a mask. And the attempts continue, continue, and continue, don't they? And I was thinking back of what my attempts were, and, and what came to my mind was my cousin Eric. Now, my cousin Eric is exactly my age, but he's not with us anymore. He passed away about a year ago, but we were really close friends growing up. And he was always better at everything than me. Don't you hate that? Better at everything. And I remember we were at church camp, uh, sixth grade, seventh grade. And he says, hey, John, you got to check this out. I could do a perfect one and a half somersault off the diving board. You know, and he showed me. He's like, you know, no splash. It was like no splash at all. So, hey, you should try it. So I can do do that. So I get up on the diving board and I'm going to attempt to do a one and a half somersault off the diving board. Well, I can do a a sloppy one. You know, anybody can do that. I'm going to do it right now. Ready? No, you're going to do a one. Anybody can do that. So I got up and I flung myself as hard as I possibly could and smacked into the water. And my attempt to do a one and a half somersault was failure. 
and, but he could do it over and over. And he almost got to a two. He almost did two off a low dive, which is pretty cool for just a guy, you know, a teenager. But he was better at everything. He could ride a, a wheelie while he was doing his taxes. Just like forever. He could ride a wheel. How do you do that? You know, it's like one hand on the wheel, no hands on the wheels, riding a wheelie. I don't, do kids still do wheelies today? Do they? Yeah, yeah. So he was doing, he could do a wheelie for hours, and I would attempt it and attempt it. I could go a little bit. Then 10 speeds came out, you know, with the curly handlebars. He could do a wheelie on one of those for hours. And he would, he would ride down the street, no hands, you know, literally doing his taxes or whatever, doing his homework, riding a wheelie. I couldn't even get the front wheel of the 10-speed off the ground. So he won up to me and he won up to me. He was a fashion icon. He was an artist. He was a mechanic. And my attempts to measure up to him uh, just had to stop. I had to stop. And uh, he was the better person at a whole lot of things. And you can't tell I'm still better now, can you? I mean, the word murder came to my mind first early today, right? You can't tell I'm still bitter. But how about this? How about this? How about this for you? Are you attempting right now to keep your marriage together? Are you attempting maybe to keep your nose right above the water financially? Are you attempting to lose weight? Get healthy? Are you attempting to get another job, change careers, raise your kids? I said earlier today that... uh, Having adult kids is much more difficult than having young kids. And for those of you who don't have adult kids yet, you just wait. You just wait. It's much more difficult. Are you attempting to know Jesus better, but you're struggling? Maybe you're here, you're watching online, and you don't even believe all this Jesus stuff. You're just here because somebody made you come, or you're just watching online because somebody made you watch online. And I could go on and on and on. Maybe maybe you're attempting to win God's favor. You don't have to win God's favor, but maybe you're attempting to do that. Let's talk about the word attempt as we look at the resurrection this morning, okay? For those of you maybe that might be attempting to believe that the resurrection even really happened. Turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 27 if you have your Bible with you. You're at home, Matthew chapter 27. If uh, We will have all the scripture on the screen. You're welcome to just read along with us. We'll have it on the screen for you at home as well. Matthew 27. Now, most of you know, some of you know that there was a lot of opposition to Jesus when he was on earth. A whole lot of opposition. Uh, they, they, they opposed who he was, who he claimed to be, what he taught, what he stood for. There were lots of people that were happy that he was crucified finally. You know, it's like, oh man, a thorn out of my side's gone now. Good for him. Did you ever consider that? How many people were happy? I mean, look at that Palm Sunday. All these people are going, yeah, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then Good Friday, they're going, crucify him, crucify him. You know, it's like, what's the deal? What's the deal with that? Then there's this guy, Barabbas. They say, who should we crucify, Jesus or Barabbas? And they they all say, Jesus. So Barabbas is like, hey, (laughs) I'll take that. What the heck? Yeah, I'm glad he's getting crucified. I don't have to be crucified now. So there is that. So let's set the scene. Let me set the scene as we, before we get into Matthew 27 here. We know that Jesus was crucified on what we call Good Friday, right? Made lots of people happy. So when Jesus dies, they take his body down from the cross, they wrap it in some linens, and they put it in a tomb, which is what they did back then. And a tomb was donated by a guy named Joseph. So they put his body in a tomb, they wrap it in linen, put it in a tomb, and they roll a huge stone in front of the entrance. Okay, so there he is. Good Friday, Jesus is in the tomb. Now, let's pick it up from there. We know he's there. Let's read Matthew 27. We're going to start in verse 62. 
Okay, so follow the story along. It says, the next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he had been raised from the dead. The last deception will be worse than the first. Worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go make the tomb as secure as you can, as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. Starts there. It's like, uh, we can't let these Jesus freaks sneak his body out of the tomb. We got to do something because then they're going to claim he was resurrected. You know, all this stuff. We can't let this happen. This is what they're thinking. So they play on this pilot, guys. They play on his uncaring complacency. And he gives them guards and tells them, go ahead, you know, seal the tomb, guard it, doing all that. And they even remembered what Jesus said. They, they said it back to Pilate. So Jesus said he's going to die or be raised in three days. And they certainly didn't believe it, I would assume, right? Or maybe they did. Who knows? And they went and they secured the tomb. They sealed it. Put some guards on duty there. And this is an attempt to prevent the resurrection, just in case, right? Number one, the, to prevent the resurrection. <clears throat> if you have a fill in there, you can put that in there. Those of you at home, we have those on the screen for you as well. Imagine that. These men try and secure a tomb that God was going to open anyway. It's not going to work. Reminds me of me trying to do a tuck position one and a half off the diving board. Not going to happen. I slammed sloppily into the water. It was not going to happen. Have you ever attempted to do something? You know, you just think God's calling you to do something and you attempt to do it and it doesn't work out. And like God's going, "Uh uh-uh, no, you ain't going to do that. Or maybe God's calling you to do something and you're afraid to attempt it. It works both ways, doesn't it? It goes both ways. No matter how bad you want something, you're wishing to be, you know, God says no or, you, or God's calling you to do something. Proverbs 19.21 says this, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. In other words, guys, what God wants to happen is going to happen anyway. Right? That's why in all things, we've got to pray like Jesus taught us. What did he te- taught us to pray? He said, uh, your will be done. Your will be done. And in this case, with the stone rolled in front of the tomb and Jesus being resurrected, his will is going to be done anyway. So, but they attempt to prevent the resurrection, but it happens anyway, okay? So we know they put his body in the tomb. They say, hey, we need to guard the tomb. They seal the tomb. Then this happens. Go to Luke now. Be on the screen as well. We're going to be in chapter 24. Verse 1, and it says this. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Just as he said. So apparently, their attempts didn't work, did it? And Jesus is gone from the tomb. And he's risen just as he said. 
What are they going to attempt now? Okay, now what are they going to attempt? Okay, the plan didn't work. They got to do something. Go back to Matthew 28. Again, Matthew 28, starting in verse 11. Listen to this. This is what happens. Okay, Jesus is gone. Here we go. While women were on their way, while the women were on their way, some of the guards went to the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised the plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are to say, his disciples came during the night and stole him away while you were asleep, while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this is cool right here. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. I would say that's true. Number two, they attempt to deny the resurrection. They attempt to deny it. It never really happened. He's gone. They attempt to prevent the resurrection and that guard the tomb thing didn't work at all. So the priests had to come up with a plan B. And here it is. They're like, uh, yeah, the disciples broke the seal and of the guarded tomb while the guards were asleep and rolled the stone away. It's like, yeah, that's it. That's what, that's what we'll say. There was no actual resurrection thingy or whatever it was they were talking about. Let's do that. And then they made the guards afraid. They said, you're going to lie. And you're going to like it. And you're going to lie. Because if you don't lie, you're going to be in very big trouble. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, we'll lie. We'll lie. Okay, these are the priests and the elders telling them this. You're going to lie to the governor. They didn't have a choice. They attempted to deny the resurrection. They didn't want anybody to think that Jesus really did really walk out of that grave. But, you know, I was thinking that this is where we are today. Don't you think? This deny the resurrection thing. When you say we're there today, who do you know that thinks Jesus was probably a real guy, but this whole Messiah cross, resurrection thing, uh, believe all that stuff. Come on. I know, I know there was a Jesus, yes, but I just don't believe he was the son of God, you know, or any of that stuff. Like, I can't believe that. And I'm here to tell you, oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's faith. It's called faith. You aren't there. You're never going to be there. It's called faith. We believed, you know, over 500 people saw Jesus alive after the resurrection. It's documented. A whole lot of people saw him. There's no denying it. It really happened. And I believe it. We believe it. And then why don't we live like it's the greatest thing that ever happened if we do believe it? Why don't we shout it from the, the mountaintops, right? Why don't we do that? He is risen. Yikes. I can say the word yikes there. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. He is risen. Yes. Who in your life needs to hear that from you today? I said earlier, you know, maybe you're going to have, everybody has a Cousin Eddie in their life. Maybe you're going to be having dinner with Cousin Eddie Clark, and he's going to be sitting next to you, and you know he doesn't believe in Jesus, but you do. Are you going to be sharing that with him? Maybe you're going to be sitting next to him. Maybe you're here watching online, and you don't believe this whole Jesus thing. Man, maybe it's time to reconsider. No, wait. It is time to reconsider. We're going to talk about that in a minute. So these attempts, these attempts to prevent the resurrection and deny the resurrection, okay, they fail. Keep that in mind because we're going to switch gears for a minute, okay? We're going to totally go off on a rabbit trail, kind of. 
kind of we'll switch gears. Think about 2021. Think about the last year that we've had. There's any time to say yikes, right? Just looking at this last year we had. Unless you're a believer, the resurrection is not usually the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about Easter. Hey, happy Easter, resurrection. You know, we don't think about that, do we? <laughs> no, we think about the Easter bunny. We think about eggs. We think about candy. We think about, oh, Easter egg hunts. I love Easter egg hunts. You can find some really cool things. And then we think about new clothes and maybe uh, we're going to get a haircut a certain way. Toys, gifts, uh, cards, Cadbury eggs, little mini Cadbury eggs. Who likes those? Who likes those? Yes, I can eat those by the pound. By the pound, I love those. They're my favorite. Uh, when I was a kid, I ate an entire white chocolate Easter bunny. I told you that story before. I ate the whole thing. Well, those was like this big in one sitting. It made me sick as a dog. I've never eaten white chocolate. I don't even want to smell white chocolate. Don't even think. You're thinking about white chocolate right now. It's making me nauseated. Don't even think about it. So white chocolate is bad. And last year, somebody... or. When I told this story a couple years ago, somebody showed up at my house right after church with a white chocolate Easter bunny. You know, it's a, here you go. You know, hey, you don't think we listen to you preaching? It's like, oh, my word. And I was nauseated for the rest of the day just because it was in my house and I had to smell it. But you realize, right, none of this stuff, none of these eggs and bunnies or anything has anything at all to do with the resurrection. You realize that, right? Nothing. Nothing to do with the resurrection. Actually, the Americanized version of Easter with all its trappings stems from a pagan fertility thing. A celebration for for fertility. Why do you think, okay, why do you think they use a bunny? (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead, you're sharp. You're sharp. You guys are so sharp. That's why they use a bunny. That's right. And these are all what? Number three, attempts to obscure the resurrection. You know, I I don't know. There's millions and millions of people that have no belief in the resurrection, but they celebrate Easter. That, I can't figure that out. I know that there's like, oh, it's the road of spring or whatever it is, but I can't figure it out. It's like the people, it reminds me of people that say, hey, I'm having surgery. I'd sure appreciate your, your, your positive thoughts coming my way. It's like, how do you do that? How do you, positive thoughts to you. I'm sending them your way. How do you do that? People say that. It's like, you know, hey, would you, I'd sure appreciate your positive thought vibes. It's like, how do, you, how do you send positive vibes to Hammett? I couldn't figure that out. I don't know. So I'm wondering why people celebrate Easter when they don't believe in Jesus. I did a little bit of research, and this is what one mother said. Check this out. It's possible to celebrate Easter without being religious. Here's how we do it. My kids love Easter. They love it because it's crazy fun to go hunt for eggs with treats inside of them over and over and over. They love Easter because there is excitement in the air and a bit of magic, perhaps. Growing up, my family didn't talk about religion. but Nonetheless, Easter meant family. Easter meant that I felt loved just the way I hope my kids feel every holiday. I only want my kids to feel loved on the holiday, not, not any of the rest of the time. I don't know about you, but look at this. Felt loved? That person only knew how much love it took for Jesus to do what he did that created the celebration of Easter to begin with. And we live in a society that attempts to obscure the resurrection. Guess what? We've been celebrating the resurrection for a couple thousand years now, maybe. It ain't going to go away. It's not going to go away. You can attempt it all you want, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. 
Let's go back over to Luke. The Gospel of Luke is called in the New Testament. We're going to read uh, chapter 24, verse 36. That's what it says. Talking about the disciples. While they were still talking about this, about Jesus' death and resurrection, Jesus, or Jesus' death, Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, why are you troubled? Why, why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. Number four. Their attempts failed. All their attempts failed. Jesus shows up. I told you, lots of people saw him. He shows up. Their attempts to do all of this stuff failed. He really did walk out of the tomb, and there were many witnesses. Why? Why did he walk out of that tomb? To reveal the authority of Christ. To reveal the authority of Christ. He conquered death by his release from its clutches. His resurrection validated his teaching while he was on earth. Why the resurrection? For you. For dignity of humanity. You're worth it. You are, Paula, you're worth it. You are worth it. That's why Jesus died or why he walked out of the tomb. Because you're worth it. And when you receive Jesus as your savior and you understand the forgiveness of your sins that he offers, the limitations of this life are removed. We have God's kingdom on earth and eternity in heaven at some point, right? When it's our time to go. And finally, to determine our destiny. Why the resurrection? To determine our destiny. We spend eternity with the living Savior because of the forgiveness of our sins through his death and resurrection. That's why. You know, they couldn't prevent or deny the resurrection and attempts to obscure it go on year after year after year. But all of this is failure. It's failure because why would we celebrate something that didn't happen 2,000 years later? Why would so many people give their lives for something that didn't happen? Why would all of his friends give their life for him if he would have just died on Friday? It just makes no sense at all. makes no sense because he really did walk out of that tomb and they saw him. He paid the price for us, for our forgiveness of sins and for our salvation. That's why he walked out of that tomb. It's a very familiar verse of scripture. Would you say it with me? Put it up there. Everybody together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Don't attempt to deny Jesus any longer. Maybe you believe in Jesus and you believe in all this resurrection stuff, but you don't live like it. Either here, you're thinking about that, or at home. Maybe, yeah, I've been a Christian for many years, John, but uh, I haven't been to church in a while. I don't really care to live my faith like, like that. I, you know, it's personal for me. Don't attempt any longer to hide your faith from others. Don't even attempt to try and win God's favor. You can't because it's already been done by Jesus. 
And maybe today your eyes were opened and you were saying, yeah, 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 I think it's starting to make sense, John. I think I really need to start heading towards down that. Everybody in this room and watching online and, and you just, you love everybody. And you died for us all. And I pray that that becomes so real to us today that there's no denying it, Lord. If we could pray this prayer, dear Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's in his name we pray. We hope you found this week's episode relevant and encouraging. We just want to say thanks so much for taking time to listen. And if you'd like, please feel free to share it with a family member or a friend. We would really appreciate it. If you'd like more information about Cochrane Community Church, go online and visit ccubchurch.org. Well, that's all the time we have this week, but we would love for you to join us back here next week as we continue to see what it looks like to live a countercultural lifestyle for God. And from all of us here at Cochrane Community Church, we just want to say that we pray that God blesses your faithfulness. We'll see you back here next week.